You are listening to the Musician Today weekly podcast with Vera Bermenko. Tune in for your insight into a professional musician's life and awesome new music. Welcome everyone to another episode of Musician Today podcast. Today we have a very special guest that you guys have been asking me to have on the show for so long and finally we're doing it. So I'm so excited and I'm so honored to welcome Hilary Klug. She is a sensational artist who grew her fame from performing with her feet and fiddle and she is has so much to share with us today from from how she started her career, from busking advice to managing your career and how to grow your social media. <laughs> so Jack Daniel's whiskey may be the most well-known export from the small town of Lynchburg, Tennessee. But Hillary Klug, sorry, it is moving up fast. There are many virtuoso fiddle players on this earth and many accomplished professional dancers, but precious few who can do both simultaneously. And that incredibly rare combination is what earned her her critical acclaim, honors, and fans around the world. So, in fact, Hillary is now an internet superstar with her huge Facebook following of 7,000. So, oh my god, 787,000 followers. Her um, career started when she began dancing at the age of 8, and then she picked up a fiddle at the age of 13. Her parents made her play for pay for half of her fi- uh, fiddle, and uh, with that promise that she would never quit. And if she quit, she would have to pay them back. So that sounds interesting. <laughs> and it turned out to be okay, because she started playing weekly, at square dances, went to become a national buck dancing champion and a Kentucky state dance champion, performed on the streets and stages from Ireland to Brazil and released her debut album last year. It's crazy how just in 18 months, um, Hillary used to be a professional street performer and that was it. And now she's a social media star. Um, um, before she used to have no CDs, no gigs, and now she's released an album. She's gained hundreds of thousands of fans online, created 15 viral videos, made a national TV appearance, performed with symphonies, appeared in a movie, recorded her original music on the soundtracks, toured and sold shows around the world. Although she loves to street perform, she no longer does it on a daily basis. She's focusing on her time and energy into her passion, creating content. (laughs) So the fans around the world can look forward to her new future projects, such as her upcoming album, which we're going to talk about today, and a few books, instructional (laughs) courses, and of course, regular YouTube videos. (laughs) Hillary had received an endorsement from Crut Strings, Thematic Infeld and May Red <laughs> Nesbitt's fiddle line. I'm sorry if I'm not saying it right. It's been a long week for me too. <laughs> Hillary never dreamed of or anticipated of such promotion and becoming a dancing fiddler, but she loves what she does and she truly appreciates the love and support of her fans. She's proud to uphold a rural traditional old-time fiddle and buck dance, and she's honored to share them with the audiences around the world. So before we move on any further, you guys can always find Hillary on her website at hillaryclug.com, at Facebook at forward slash fiddle and dance, on Instagram at forward slash Hillary Club. 
Clug on YouTube. Uh, again, look her up, Hillary Clug. She recently came out with a few videos. She does that all the time. <laughs> and you can't miss it. She's being featured on stringsmagazine.com, on stringclub.com, on tennessee.com. And she's got awesome stories and busking advice to share in there. So go ahead and check those out. The links are up in the description. And welcome, welcome, Hillary. How are you doing? Oh, we're great. Thank you so much for having me. My pleasure. I'm so excited and so honored to have you here too. We received so many, I know, awesome requests to have you on the show. And I've been getting videos and recent video that was sent to me by a fan was of you and your triple threat with Cut Night Joe. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> and I was like, oh my God, I love it. <laughs> so, yeah, where was your uh, kind of first moment where you decided that dancing and fiddle have to go together? Okay, well, um, it's weird. It's kind of a long story, but we have plenty of time, right? Yes. So, we've got lots of time. Uh, <laughs> um, I in the Appalachian tradition, you know, I play old time Appalachian style fiddle. Mm -hmm. There's nobody fiddles and dances at the same time. It's not a thing. It's not yeah. typical. Standard. So, you know, I didn't like grow up thinking like, oh, I'm going to be a dancing fiddle player, you know, oh, like I <laughs> never could have anticipated this or plan it. I mean, it was just the, the best accident that ever happened to me, you know, and uh, when I was uh, younger, I loved to dance. Like before I even started playing fiddle, I was like nice. dancing around choreographing in my parents' bedroom. They had these two big mirrors on their wall. Uh, well, no, they were the closet doors. They had these two big mirrors. I would just dance in front of them all day, like choreographing, and then I had these CDs, and I would just, like, play them. They weren't necessarily, like, fiddle music. They were actually pop music, but nice. um, but I just loved to dance, and I loved to move, and I loved to watch myself. And, um, yeah, from there, I ended up accidentally picking up the fiddle. Um, but when I was 15, I put them both together whenever I was trying to teach people how to dance. I wanted to start a dance class and have like a clogging team or a buff dancing team or whatever. I wanted to share this dance with people. I was uh, teaching a class and I needed music that was slower so we could practice these steps real slow, mm -hmm. but I couldn't find any that would work that would be slow enough, but I could play slow music on my fiddle. Mm -hmm. So, I just, But the problem is the students didn't understand how the steps fit with the music, mm -hmm. so they couldn't do, they couldn't dance along with my slow fiddle music. Uh -huh. And like, I demonstrated the steps. Does that make sense? Absolutely. So I had to actually demonstrate the steps while also providing the music. So I had to do both at the same time. So um, it was slow, slow music and slow dance steps, so it was easy enough to do um, real slow. And uh, I kind of, you know, had the dance class, and uh, as I got busier at college, I kind of dropped off and uh, stopped doing the dance class, but I had, you know, kind of figured out how to put the two together there at the dance class, but it wasn't until years later that I actually started doing that uh, performing. I went to Nashville, down, uh, downtown Nashville, Tennessee, my first trip down there. Uh, I was later on in college, and I was a poor, starving college kid, and I didn't have any money or didn't have much money you know and I didn't know that parking was going to cost so much money but I get there and I pull into the uh, parking garage and pull the ticket and I realize like I'm not going to get out of here because I don't have money uh, <laughs> but I had my fiddle with me because the reason why I went downtown there was a really cool fiddle contest mm -hmm. and I was competing in 
So after the fiddle contest, I knew that street performing was a thing, that people play music on the street and they put their fiddle, uh, they put their cases out to collect money so that they can, uh, you know, busking. Yeah. busking is a thing. Um, so I decided to give it a try. Mm-hmm. And I took my fiddle and I just happened to be wearing cowboy boots and uh, my signature look, dancing in cowboy boots. Uh-huh. It's also not typical for um, dancers in my style to dance in cowboy boots, uh-huh. but that became my thing too. Um, yeah. After I started dancing on the street, um, but I didn't start dancing at first. It started with fiddle playing and I get started playing and Nobody watched or listened or even cared. Everybody just ignored me. And I'm playing, like, even fiddle tunes that people would recognize. Mm-hmm. Rock Pop, uh, Dixie. Uh, no, no, nobody wanted to hear it. But then I started having my feet and my cowboy boots. I started moving my feet a little bit, you know, kind of like I kind of figured out back in the dance class when I was teaching. And then um, people started getting interested. So I moved my feet some more, and people got more interested, and uh, people actually started pulling out their phones and taking videos and pictures, and they stopped and watched, and most importantly, they started pulling out their wallets and like throwing money in my tip bucket. So I ended up uh, paying for parking. But more importantly, I figured out like people aren't interested in fiddle, Mm-hmm. But they are interested in fiddle and dance. I met some other street performers who <clears throat> really encouraged me to come back and bring an amplifier and bring you know my dance board and really set up and do this seriously, um, regularly. Because the other street performers, that's what they did. They were out there regularly. And it was a little bit of a street performing community. And I kind of got plugged in and they showed me the ropes. Of course, there's all this. Um, you've got to be very street smart. And so they, you know, kind of taught me the rules and taught me how. And, um, yeah, so um, that was a few years ago, several years ago, but that's how I got started. Um, I wasn't any good at first, but it doesn't because it's a street. So I actually learned and developed my craft there on the street mm-hmm. um, performing for people. I learned, like, what drew people's attention, what made people stop and want to watch, you know. You know, I knew that I it was boring and people weren't interested if they just keep kept walking. But I was able to like try new dance steps and try out new fiddle styles. I developed my fiddle style actually because um, <clears throat> I was playing solo and I have to be as intense as loud as possible on my fiddle. So I had to actually try to figure out how to play the fiddle that and really um, in such a way. In such a way that uh, it was um, rhythmic, mm-hmm. but then also like build up as much uh, sound as well. that doesn't make sense. Ugh. Yeah, it makes sense. Makes sense. I should also confess that I'm really bad at talking sometimes. So <laughs> no worries. disclaimer: If sometimes it sounds dumb, it's because I'm really bad at talking. Okay. <laughs> no worries. But um, yeah. We'll talk about my fiddle style later, but that's um, where I've developed my fiddle style, and mm-hmm. I developed the whole craft of what I do is there on the street. I figured out what people want to see, what makes people interested, how to keep people's mm-hmm. attention. I learned how to engage, how to perform. Absolutely. That's amazing. Yeah, I bust for about three years in here in Toronto as well, so I love that rock experience. What's your, uh, what's your favorite part of busking? What kind of, yeah. <laughs> busking. 
Um, I love the magic of engaging people and surprising people mm-hmm. when people walk by and they have never seen somebody play fiddle or they've never seen anybody dance. Of course, they've never seen anybody do what I'm doing mm-hmm. and they're just like so surprised and like <laughs> and they they can't they can't believe and they just uh yeah it's really cool to be able to share the traditions these traditions they're rural traditions nobody knows about fiddle music nobody knows about buck dancing but to be able to share them with people who would otherwise never be exposed to these rural traditions is like I'm so, so excited about that. Nobody listens to fiddle music. That is not a, a mainstream type of music. But people are stopping and listening to my music because I present it in this really fun and engaging way mm-hmm. that makes people want to stop and listen, you know? Absolutely. Totally agree with it. Yeah, it's a full package. It's a triple threat indeed. <laughs> well, yeah. Now that I started singing, I didn't add that until, I didn't start singing until about 18 months ago, right after I released my first album. Great. Well, why don't we have a listen to one of your songs? Um, And then you can tell us a little bit more about the album coming out and your process on it. Okay? All right. So here's Katnai Joe, guys. Are we ready? telling me that the Cartonite Joe that's on the video of Triple Threat is a different song from this one. Yes, that is correct. Mm-hmm. Um, difference, the main difference is um, on the YouTube video, um, I'm singing. But um, whenever I recorded my album, um, my first album, at that point I wasn't singing. 
but I just started singing in the past uh, 18 months, trying to develop that because, you know, playing the fiddle and dance is not enough. You gotta add a third thing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> theme and dance and play fiddle all three at the same time, which is what I've been uh, working on for the past 18 months. And so, right after I released my first album, started singing, and so that Cotton Eye Joe that's on that album, of course there's no vocals, but um, on my upcoming album, you can look forward to hearing my voice. But if you don't like my voice, I mean, you're in luck. You, you, I, you can listen to my first album with no. <laughs> That's amazing. So, what's the title of your new album? What's the theme? Is is there something you can share with us as a preview? Now? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, uh, I don't know what my title is gonna be, and it's you know I've just had a bunch of dumb ideas like just putting like the number two on it or. <laughs> you know, <laughs> that's uh, cool. Like uh, the year that it comes out, Hillary Clue, two thousand twenty. No, How about Triple Threat? Um. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's an idea. Uh, I didn't think of that. I will take that into consideration. Yeah. Thank you. Um, <laughs> I want to talk about. Um, you want to talk about the the upcoming album? But can we talk about yes. the first album first? Yes, absolutely. So first of all, um, part of the Appalachian tradition of fiddle playing is cross-tuning that's huge in our, in our tradition. Are you familiar with I was just going to ask you about that. <laughs> okay. So cross-tuning uh, is, is pretty big, pretty standard in the tradition. Mm -hmm. And I have loved cross-tuning ever since I discovered what it is. I've been trying to like learn new tunes and cross-tuning. So I took this tradition mm -hmm. and I really like explored it and revolutionized uh, many songs and many tunings in this CD. So my fiddle style has developed from that tradition and that idea because I need to be as loud and, and as full and intense as possible on the street. There's no dynamic. I have to be as intense as possible mm -hmm. for the entire performance because, you know, people are walking by, they get a split second to see, to say, oh, hey, that's cool. Maybe I want to stop and watch. Maybe I feel compelled to leave a tip or to say like, okay, that's boring. I'm going to keep on walking. Mm -hmm. I've got to like catch people's attention and yeah. be for like the entire performance. So I figured out with cross tuning, you play the melody on one string, but you have it tuned in such a way that you can play any of the adjacent strings along with the melody string and it creates a bigger sound. Mm -hmm. And uh, um, that you can't get whenever you're uh, in standard tuning. You can't always play an adjacent string along with the melody string. Sometimes they don't harmonize. But when you're cross-tuned, they always harmonize because you're like tuned to whatever key that you're playing in. So um, on my CD, I explored different tunings. I actually used 13 tunings on the 17 tracks. And I have them listed in the liner notes. If you want to get a copy of CD, you'll be able to listen to the music and be like, okay, that sounds weird. Let me see what she's doing. Oh, hey, that's a tuning that I've never heard of. Let me, yeah. you know, some of these tunings um, I actually invented and I'm very proud of them. However, I would not recommend them because um, they're, they're so limited and they're so weird that you can only play like a few songs in those tunings but it was still cool to be able to like try it out because I was getting like harmonics and double stops that you can't get Ooh. on like standard tuned fiddle so um I'm very very proud of that and the guitarist actually who my fiddle mentor Mr. Jim Wood he uh 
actually has a studio where he produced my CD, and he did the same thing on guitar. He uh, used 12 different tunings on guitar, some of them, like, traditional cross-tune, but then some of them, like, he invented a few tunings on guitar just to play on my CD. So we had those listed in the liner notes, and I'm, like, geeking out about tunings, and I know you guys are probably like, what is tuning, cross-tuning? And if you don't understand, if you don't play, if you're not a musician, you probably don't really fully understand what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> all you need to know is my fiddle sounds like there's like more than one fiddle playing at a time, but what it is, it's a unique style of tuning where it sounds like that. There's only one fiddle playing, but it sounds like multiple fiddles. So it's uh, it's really cool, and I really enjoy it. And so whenever I play, I always play cross-tuned. Um, actually, some of my shows where I perform... Uh, for you know length of whatever length of time I will often bring several different fiddles tuned several different ways that way I don't have to retune on stage I can play the different songs and the different tunings without you know retuning so you might see me with you know two fiddles or three fiddles or even four fiddles on stage um so when I I played in my Persian band my friends did the same thing with Santor so they would bring three different Santors tuned to a specific mode so we can play different songs with it. So it's the same idea. I absolutely love it. So I'm familiar with tuning to a specific song. Um, just to give our listeners an idea. So I read in your interview with Strings Magazine that for Little Grey Cat on a Tennessee farm, you tuned uh, to a Calico tuning, which is A, E, A, C sharp. So if I understand correctly, that's a E A C sharp. No, backwards. A E A C sharp. Okay. <laughs> Got it. So, um, yeah, we call that calico tuning and uh it's it's such a cool sound. Um you'll have to check it out. But what the cool thing about that particular tune is it's actually normally played in the key of D, mm-hmm. but I changed the key so I could try it in this tuning and I really liked it in this tuning so that's the way I recorded it on my CD so even I mean so even though it's not traditional or standard to play it in that key you know I just kind of exploring it found this new sound that I really liked for this song and played it like that um yeah check it out I think I can't really describe the sound other than like it just it's just a cool sound that uh, I really enjoy oh one of the tunings you'll have to listen to on Bonaparte's March and Bonaparte's Retreat. That's the first and the last track. Um, the tuning is D, D, A, D. And so you actually tune the G string, the low G string, you're tuning it down to a D, a low D that's an octave below the D string. And, and when you do that, when you loosen the tension, you know, of course the tension's gonna, the the note's gonna go out of tune as soon as you start playing it, as soon as you put the bow on the string, because it's so loose. Yeah. But I had a special trick. I took a C string from a viola and I tuned it up to a D. So I had the tension and it stayed in tune in order for me to play um, that note. And so if you listen to this CD, if you hear that lower note, it sounds like a cello. But it's it's a fiddle. It's it's just one fiddle creating the sound of like um, the cello and the fiddle together. Actually, if you want to play that song off... Definitely. Let's listen. So this is Bonaparte's March. Is that good? You can do that one. All right. Okay, here we go, guys. Listen to the special tuning. (laughs) 
love it. <laughs> yeah. So it reminds you. me a bit of um, Aaron Copland's um, Hoedown. I think he was inspired probably by this song. Yeah, actually, um, Aaron Copland's Hoedown actually is uh, Bonaparte's Retreat. So if you listen to the last track on my album, he uses this traditional song, this traditional fiddle tune in his um, arrangement. So, mm -hmm. <laughs> yep, yep. <laughs> is the last track on my album. It's a, it's called Bonaparte's uh, Retreat. Excellent. So you get, the march, you get the march that's a little bit slower, and then you get the retreat. They're like running. <laughs> yeah, amazing. <laughs> Maybe we can play it as a closing to our show today. <laughs> I thought it would be brilliant. I love these two old time tunes, and they're both like in the same tuning. Um, but the story is like, you know, Napoleon's marching his troops in the battle, you know, Bonaparte's march. And then, you know, they're retreating, Bonaparte's retreat. So they make like perfect bookends for my um, album. You know, one is the first track and then one is the last track. So, um, yeah, I'm pretty excited about it. But do you want to know anything about my new album? Yes. Should I talk about that yes, a little we bit? we do. We want okay. a sneak peek. <laughs> Upcoming album. So if you've seen, you should check out my... Cotton Eye Joe triple threat video if you haven't seen it's it awesome. already. It's viral on YouTube right now. Um, I sing in that video. And so that's that's my new my new thing I'm working on. So on my album, that song is gonna be on there with me singing. And then I have 13 total tracks that I'm working on. And I've already laid the groundwork and the foundation on all the songs. They're like in Somewhere in the stages of like, I've already recorded the the scratch track, um, but I've got to go back and record the uh, the final the keeper yeah. take. And then um, the other studio musicians have come in and recorded like some of the bass parts, some of the guitar parts, but the different instruments that are going to be on there. I want to go for kind of a Celtic sound. Mm -hmm. I like I like old time, but I don't like. Sometimes the rhythm is like very uh, a lot of walking bass lines and very. I don't like that as much as like just the open strumming. So, which is more of a Celtic sound. So I'm taking like these old time folk songs and I'm giving them kind of more of a Celtic sound. But I'm also gonna have my friend, my uh, she's almost like a little sister to me. Um, she's taking out the cone and she plays like amazing like mind-blowing perfect and she's gonna come in and play some cone on there so it's gonna give it more of a not 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 a commercial sound but it's gonna make it more um, uh, easier to listen to for like a wider audience who's not used to listening to fiddle music because honestly if you think about my audience online they don't normally listen to fiddle music but they're listening to me mm -hmm. because they love what I do as an artist you know taking um, these traditions and putting them together in a way that's uh, presentable and that is interesting. And so I want to create music that, you know, is true to the tradition, but then is also like very accessible to a wider audience mm -hmm. to listen to. And that so, makes it uniquely your story. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, as for when I'm going to be done recording it, mm -hmm. I would Got to try to record it earlier this year. I was going to try to be done before Christmas. And now who knows? I'm going to be in the studio next week. Hopefully sometime at the beginning of next year I will release it. Um, 
keep your fingers crossed. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> works right now that it's like hard to focus and figure out where I need to work on. I um, am a YouTube uh, content creator now. So I'm always working on new videos and new audio to go with those videos. I'm always in the studio recording the audio or I'm, uh, you know, with my videographer on set or like planning these videos. So you know how much planning went into the triple threat video? I had to choreograph all three parts. Mm -hmm. um, I had to, filming it, I had to get the whole thing in one shot. Whereas like other videos, like, if I'm lip syncing, we can get like five different shots and I can go through five times. It doesn't matter if I mess up because we can just like cut that out. We don't have to use that, you know, three seconds of whatever the mistake is. Yeah. Whereas like the triple threat, like I had to get it perfect in one complete take. And it was easy for my photographer, videographer because you just sat there and hit a button and, you know, just start the camera. <laughs> Whereas like, I had to, you know, try to get it, and I, would, I tell you what, we did like take after take after take, mm -hmm. and you know what, we had to try it actually in different locations, because um, the shadows had to be just right where they wouldn't like overlap, because mm -hmm. you have to have, you have to film it, keep the camera in the same place, and then I have to record it over here, and then I have to record my part over there, and then record my part right there, mm -hmm. and the, the, the parts can't like, um, we've got to make sure the shadows and, you know, the different me's don't, like, overlap any. So, yeah. it was <laughs> but it was so fun. That project was so fun. And I'm planning on doing more like that. Um, and I've been choreographing. I've been learning new dance steps um, from different traditional dance styles. I've been learning, like, some Canadian and some Irish dancing. And it's actually very interesting. I discovered um, that Irish dancing is so much different from what I'm doing. People see what I do and they're like, oh, that's like river dance. No, what I'm doing is <laughs> dance on our heels, especially since I'm dancing in boots, I'm dancing even more on my heels. All my weight and all my balance and all my steps come from my heels. Whereas in Irish dancing, in their tradition, you dance on your toes and you're lying on your feet. And... Um, I have a lot of trouble trying to do that in my so I'm actually like kind of trying to figure out well maybe if I want to incorporate more of that type of dance maybe I need to try dancing in different shoes even though the boots are my signature yeah. look I don't know it's kind of hard to um, figure out um, what step to take next but of course as an artist you know I just gotta um, as I'm developing my craft and my skills just kind of um, decide what's best and what I like the best. I always appreciate comments and feedback if anybody has any ideas. Um, I can appreciate, I always appreciate um, feedback. Um, actually, some really cool feedback I got a few weeks ago. Somebody suggested, oh, you should learn this song, This Land is Your Land. So I did. And the first time I performed it live at a concert, it was like my biggest hit. Everybody loved it. It was everybody's favorite song that I did. So it was like, oh, yeah, the more you can suggest. And um, I'd love to do what you think uh, you'd like to hear. And, you know, maybe it'll work out. You know, like, this land is your land. That's amazing. Sure, we'll send some suggestions your way. <laughs> we'll target those YouTube videos with comments. <laughs> My other projects I'm working on, I have two books in the works, mm -hmm. and they're going to be 
in kind of instructional books, they're going to be books of sheet music. Mm -hmm. or uh, the fiddle tunes on my album, on my last album, and then that's going to be one of the books. And then the next book is going to be, like, simple uh, versions of the fiddle tunes that I grew up playing at the local square dances. Just traditional, standard Appalachian fiddle tunes. Don't you want to learn some fiddle tunes? It'd be perfect. Just grab a book um, as soon as I come out with it. (laughs) Learn your songs. I'm also working on some courses to, there's uh, websites that host for uh, courses if you put together instructional videos and materials, they put them together, these packages that um, people can uh, be able to access how to learn how to book dance. If you want to learn how to do the type of dance that I'm doing, and then also I'm going to go through and teach uh, fiddle tunes in these courses too. So I'll have a fiddle course and a book dance course. I don't know, maybe I should come out with a social media course but honestly honestly I don't do it I so I can't really teach it um I'm also working on my patreon page I have um on Facebook I have a supporters group Mm -hmm. uh, of people uh they're uh kind of like my team of uh supporters I don't know how patrons yeah um, patrons, they're like patrons, yeah. yeah. And uh, we have a group where I give them like special content, and it's like behind the scenes, and it's always raw stuff and some funny stuff. Like I have pictures of me that are just like stupid <laughs> and hilarious. <laughs> and, um, only they get to see those pictures. Mm-hmm. I would never post those pictures on my um, artist page. Yeah. Um, also, like videos of what I'm doing and what I'm working on. Did you know I'm working on learning a new instrument? Oh. Okay, yeah. So you're not going to be able to see that instrument until like I fully like finished learning it and honing on my skills. But these people have heard me play it, and they know what it is, and uh, they think it's a cool idea. So if I continue learning it, and it's a cool idea, and it becomes a thing, then you'll be able to see it later. But if you want to know what it is, and you, and you uh, want to see me you know, develop and learn on this other instrument, then maybe consider becoming a Facebook supporter. Uh-huh. Um, same thing for Patreon. I have my Patreon page I just set up, and I'm working on materials, behind the scenes stuff mm-hmm. like that from Patreon. And I already have a few videos I need to post. I haven't posted them yet, but I already have a few videos for them. And uh, it's going to be like more behind the stuff, mm-hmm. practicing, and then what I'm working on, and then what I do as a part of the music community. I want to get videos of like, I go and play music at the local contra dance, at the local square dance. You know, I have all these music friends we get together and jam. You know, if I want to take a video of the jam session, you know, maybe some of my patrons would be interested in seeing the old time music scene. Um, it's very it's very interesting and it's very, um, it's a big part of who I am. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, so how can they find your Patreon? Is it patreon.com forward slash Hillary Clug? I think so, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, go ahead, guys. If you want to learn what that instrument is, become a patron <laughs> at patreon.com forward slash Hillary Clug. Support Hillary and her new project. <laughs> always, I appreciate the love and support. And, um, yeah, I uh, love what I'm doing. I feel it's such an honor and a privilege to be able to do what I do. I had no idea that, like, being a dancing fiddle player that that was even possible you know like few I mean just like five years ago I was teaching fiddle lessons 
And it was great. I loved uh, teaching and sharing, but I didn't even fathom that it could be possible that I'd be a dancing fiddle player. <laughs> so now uh, this is what I do, and I love it, and I'm super honored to have the privilege of sharing this with you guys. Um, even uh, better than that, I even more of an honor, I should say. Um, I just recently won the National Buck Dancing Championship. Wow, congrats. Thank you. So I, I won it uh, back in 2013 when they had the they had the contest um, at this other music festival. But they moved the contest, the national championship, because uh, the guy who uh, is, he, I mean, he's known as like the best buck dancer of all time, um, and he's on taught so many people and influenced so many people's lives and changed, he changed my life. He's my mentor. His name is Thomas Maupin mm -hmm. and he's been such a huge part of my own personal growth, not just with the bug dancing, but um, he's been like a grandfather to me. And you know, I'd go and stay at, over at the house uh, with him and his wife uh, some nights whenever I was at college and I had some late nights at college with homework and I'd go... Um, and then they also, like, if they have a farm, I'd go out on the farm with them, pick okra or pick the beans or, you know, help with the weeding or, you know, help with the planting, go help and feed their goats. And, nice. you know, just really um, a lot bigger than just the buck dancing, but he really taught me and encouraged me um, how to uh, buck dance. I actually uh, learned, I started with clogging, which is... <clears throat> A lot more people. It's a lot more common. Mm -hmm. A lot more mainstream, as mainstream as clogging can be. But he encouraged me to develop my buck dancing style, and I ended up winning the national championship. Wow. You know, under his wing, under his encouragement, and but that was back in 2013. Now he's won the governor's award, and he's won the national heritage award for in recognition of his contribution to the arts because he's taken this tradition and kept it alive, not just by dancing, but also like teaching mm -hmm. other people how to dance and encouraging others. And it's just like his life, his life mission. And it's not that like he's purposefully going out and like trying to, you know, make videos and trying to, no, it's just a natural part of who he is. He has to he can't help but encourage others. He can't help but share, you know, the spirit. Mm -hmm. And it's just so beautiful. And they made a contest in his honor called Muffin Fest. Oh, wow. And this year was the first year they had it. And I wasn't going to compete because, you know, I'm a professional. And I don't want to, like, take away the opportunity to win from somebody else. Mm -hmm. But Thomas Muffin asked me personally, said, would you compete? He asked me personally mm -hmm. to compete in the contest, and so I had to. Mm -hmm. And he had a lot of his other protégés in the contest, and everybody was so good. I can, I mean, I was so honored for the privilege of dancing against like the best dancers in the nation. I felt like, you know, back when I won in 2013, it was like, yeah, that's a national championship. That's a really cool title. But I felt like I was dancing against like posers, people who weren't actually like uh, skilled in the in the tradition of buck dance. They were maybe doing like skilled in other dances, but then they were like trying to buck dance, but they didn't really know. They didn't really have the tradition. Like all the people I was competing against at Moffin Fest 
they were so good. And I didn't think I was going to win because, I mean, I was, I was with the, against the best. I saw everybody else dance, and I just, I was, I was just happy to be dancing with them. But I won, and it's such an honor and privilege. And you know what it means to me? Mm-hmm. Having a national championship, I feel like as Thomas Maupin's protege, you know, he's 80 years old. He just had a stroke earlier this year, and he's not dancing like he used to be able to dance, you know? Mm-hmm. And this festival was not just, you know, a contest, a national championship, but it was, like, in honor of him and, like, his legacy. And, like, you could see every his whole legacy, everybody he's influenced in this whole community that he's, like, inspired and kept alive in, with the old-time spirit. And I just felt, like such an honor to be able to receive that national championship but then I also felt like it's like passing the torch like this this tradition this is yours mm-hmm. you can take this and now it's your responsibility to share this yes. with with the world this is yours and so now I feel like I you know it's not you know only like my my privilege and I mean it's my responsibility to share this mm-hmm. and I don't want to keep it to myself so mm-hmm. I'm super honored to be able to feature other artists on my channel too so I've had other uh, I've had Jay Bland come and dance on my channel I've had Thomas Maupin come and dance on some videos mm-hmm. I actually have a viral video of Thomas Maupin it has like 24 million views mm-hmm. can you imagine like okay so you have this huge platform and you have your mentor that you you love and you absolutely um, you owe your entire music uh, career to him mm-hmm. and to be able to feature him on your channel and for him to be able to receive recognition and for him to be able to ah, it's just amazing. Yeah. such a cool thing to be able to share that with him and be able to share him with you guys and uh, yeah so I've had some other dancers on my channel and I'm and I'm planning on having a lot more collaborations and being able to feature uh, and share this platform with uh, you know others in my um, field of dance. Um, I actually recently, if you see my most previous YouTube video, uh, it's a collaboration with Marie Nesbitt. That was an amazing opportunity. Do you know who she is? Um, you- I'm not familiar with too many dancers. But <laughs> actually, fiddle player. So we're on oh, fiddle side. Okay. Um, the subject away from the dancing and uh, the tr- tradition of that. Marie Nesbitt is from Celtic Women. She's a fiddle player. She's the original fiddle player from Celtic Women. And she was an inspiration to me growing up. Although I never like dreamed of being a dancing fiddle player and I never knew it was possible. Mm-hmm. Like I remember seeing her video when I first started playing music. Like she's dancing around stage and she's playing the Celtic fiddle and I just thought that was that was so cool. And she's become one of my heroes and, you know, an inspiration to me. But then I noticed the other day, like, she's following me on Instagram. I send her a message and we go back and forth a little bit. And I'm just like a little kid, like, oh, my gosh, I'm talking to my hero. And we, <laughs> I happen to be in Ireland at the same time as her. So we arranged to do a video together. Mm-hmm. Ah, I'm so excited. Uh, I was super excited about that. And meeting her was like, like we were instant friends or like family, like almost sisters. And uh, the video was so fun, and the audio, if you want to download it, the audio is available on Spotify and should be available on Apple Music pretty soon, but uh, if you want to download it, um, if you want to watch the video, um, I would appreciate the love and support, but the collaboration of 
like being able to uh, meet one of my heroes now. Like, ah, okay, who I wanna, you know who I wanna meet, you know who I, uh, <laughs> who's the biggest hero? Can you take a guess? Maybe. <laughs> You know who Lindsay Sterling is? Oh yes, absolutely. Yes, I'm trying I, to get her to this show as well. If I could meet Lindsay Sterling, if I could just be Lindsay Sterling, <laughs> meet her, that would be a, a dream come true. Also, another dream is like playing on the Grand Ole Opry, but that's more of a fiddle dream. As a content creator, my dream is Lindsay Sterling. Yeah. Um, or um, I, I've always joked around and said, you know, I want to be Lindsay Sterling, or at least. The hillbilly version, the redneck version. <laughs> well, I think you're an amazing version of you, and we absolutely love what you do. So, why don't we listen to one more song so we can enjoy it a bit more? Um, how about Jack's been a getting there? One more, yeah, sure. All right, here we go, guys. <laughs> show to play a little game <laughs> are you up for it it's gonna huh. be like a little rapid fire game so we have 10 questions in under a minute okay, okay. um i just you already i'm bad at talking um so as a disclaimer <laughs> uh, I'm be, um and i'm not good at trivia so uh <laughs> as a disclaimer i can't be held responsible for any of these answers no worries just kind of say the first thing that comes to your mind Okay, so here we go. We have a little countdown, so I'm gonna count three, two, one, and then I'll read the first question, okay? Are you ready? Okay. Uh, no. <laughs> All right, what was your first memorable performance? Uh, I, was in a, I was in a band called uh, Turkey Creek String Band. Nice, at what age did you pick up the fiddle? 13. 
All right. How many instruments do you own right now? Oh God, fifteen. Okay, a violin, acoustic or electric? Uh, acoustic. All right. What sure. motivates you? Don't know. I, I'm not feeling like I'm good enough. <laughs> oh, which YouTuber you just can't stop watching? Uh, I love Matt Dezilla, um because he's minimalist and uh, he does these 30 days challenges. So really fun. <laughs> Amazing. Your favorite songs to cover? Name three. Uh, Demo and Down to Georgia. Uh, I like this line is your land. Um, Yay. Ask. <laughs> <laughs> right. We ran out of time, but I don't see why we can't answer the questions. So we have just a couple more left. Name three people that you admire. Um, Marie Nesbitt, uh, Lindsay Sterling, uh, April Birch. All right. Name. Um, okay. Now it's dogs or cats. <laughs> cats. Dogs or cats. Cats. Yeah. Cats. All right. <laughs> and name three violinists or fiddlers that you follow on Instagram. Um, Lindsay Sterling, Marina. Um, I follow a bunch, but I can't think of any names. Ah! Uh, <laughs> no, I follow Becky Buller. She's my fiddling neighbor. <laughs> All right. Amazing. Well, thanks for playing. We didn't make it in time, but that's okay. It's because <laughs> every answer was so deep. <laughs> no worries. I so, songs that I like to cover because I don't play cover songs. My songs are traditional, you know? Yeah, yeah, that's true. But, but I mean, like, what are your favorite songs to play, sort of, yeah. So, oh, my favorite traditional songs, so what would be the three that you love to feature the most? Yeah. My original songs, of course. <laughs> Alex, like, T. Shaw Green and 13 Days to National. All right, perfect. <laughs> Amazing. Thank you, Hillary. Thanks for playing. Uh, now, before, before we close our show, I just want to ask you one more thing. What would be the one piece of advice that you would give to a young performer pursuing a similar passion to yours on their career path in today's world? Oh, my goodness. Guys, like, the possibilities are endless. I mean, just look at me, for example. Like, there's no, like, set path for, like, a fiddle, dancing fiddle player. Like, nobody dances and plays fiddle. I mean, I just kind of created my own path based on like what, who I am and who I love to do. So dream big and just don't, don't limit yourself with beliefs thinking like it's not possible because it is. And practice every day, got to have discipline. And if you get bored, which, which you will, I've, you know, had to sit and practice even though I was bored. You know what you can do? Have fun. Add a dance step. Try, try something new. Try a new style try a new song, keep it fun, and um, get plugged into the to a community of musicians. Don't be by yourself all alone over here playing music. It's boring, and it's not fun. You got to play with other musicians, and uh, yeah. Amazing. That's Thank you so much, Hillary. That makes perfect sense. So there is no set path, especially in today's world where we have so much diversity and access to just about anything on the social media and YouTube. Go, speaking of which, go ahead and check Hillary on YouTube. Find her by Hillary Club. Find her recent videos and enjoy. And uh, Triple Thread is amazing. It's one of my favorite to hear you sing, dance, and play. That's amazing. So why don't we also look Hillary up on her website at hillaryclub.com, on Facebook at forward slash Hillary and dance. 
um, on Instagram at forward slash Hillary Clug and on YouTube go ahead find her support her on Patreon if you want to see that interesting instrument that she's been learning <laughs> find her on patreon.com forward slash Hillary Clug and support her new projects we can't wait for your new CD and if you'd like, we'd love to have you back on the show when you're ready to share a little bit more with us about the upcoming project. Yeah. All right. So we can get on here and talk about it. Yeah, absolutely. We'd love to promote it. We'd love to share with everyone. We'd love to be the first audience that gets to do a little inside scoop. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. That'd be fun. Amazing. So we're really looking forward to it. And thank you so much. I feel like we could close with possibly Bonaparte's retreat. So we're sure. retreating as well. <laughs> Guys, so much for having me. I'm super excited about being here and I can't wait for next time. Thank you so much, Hillary, for coming. We're so excited too. We're so happy. And like in just a second, I'm going to send all the messages to everyone and answer all the messages. We're getting quite a few in here on our Facebook. So we can't wait to hear from you the next time. So have an amazing week and we'll see you soon. Yeah, right, thanks. Bye.